This is a Kirkendall Barrett presentation, darling. <laughs> Dad is dead. There is a dog. You bought strawberries. <laughs> Who do you think you are? You buy homemade bread? What are you, QAnon? <laughs> what makes him happy? Uh, Not being in this movie? Not being in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> a lifetime of Hallmark. Well, hello, everybody. It is your favorite day of the week. It is time for another episode of A Lifetime of Hallmark, where we talk about your favorite movies on Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel and other places as well and try to make sense of them. I'm Les Kirkendall Barrett. Hello, Jason Bowers. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. And hello, Kirk Fitzpatrick. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett, and hello, Jason Bowers. And so you noticed in our opening, I said Lifetime, Hallmark, and other places because today we are actually branching out a little bit and we are talking about a movie on Netflix. Ooh, Stranger Things? Yes, we're talking about Stranger Things. Uh, you know we're, what? I we're talking about Stranger Dahmer. I, I watched Stranger Things for the first time over the summer when I was on the road mm -hmm. in Cincinnati because these guys who I split a condo with when I was doing my... Uh, uh, show in Cincinnati were like totally into Stranger Things so I actually watched it and that's one of those shows where I'm like why have I not been watching this show so I watched the last season so now I gotta go back and catch up and watch all the other ones okay I've avoided the last season even though I heard it was great because I had missed like a season and a half before that yeah, that that was one show because you know I was split. I was splitting this condo with these guys, and so when I came home, it was already on. So I basically had no choice. <laughs> I liked it. I rewatched the the seasons, and then I watched the current season or the the season of two thousand twenty two. So I enjoyed. It. Except the show used to be it was half kind of like a Goonies thing, and that was half a horror, and now it's all it's all horror. You know, because I was just like, because I was just like, oh, angsty teenagers. This is right up my alley. These are all the shows I watch. But but what I was talking about, though, is Netflix has gotten into the Christmas movie game along with Hallmark and Lifetime. And so a lot of are, networks are, are doing this now. I know. And and I, and we're not talking just a uh, because it's a Christmas movie. It's Hallmark. But Hallmark does a very specific kind of holiday movie that is a romantic kind of comedy but it's just like warm and fuzzies all around and that's really all the movie needs to be and so then lifetime started doing that specific genre of christmas now hallmark or now uh netflix is doing it we know up tv because we watched something from that with vivica a couple of years ago um everyone's getting into this game yeah and, and, and i love now, though this that, was a like, hallmark movie yeah, no, this, this was basically a, was well. This yeah. was except I love how Netflix is like, but we're gonna we're gonna like take it up a notch. Yeah, <laughs> well, well, so I like I, how I, Netflix I, promotes Netflix during the movie. She turns on <laughs> she turns on Netflix like halfway through the movie. Well, so I actually know one of the executive producers on this movie, and she used to do a bunch of Hallmark movies. Her name's uh, Amanda Phillips. You'll see her in the credits. Uh, and that Netflix movie that Lindsay stumbled upon in the movie is another. Netflix movie that Amanda produced. That was an inside oh, joke. Oh, how funny. Yeah. That, that's, so it's very meta. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of was. Yeah, this was a Hallmark movie with a budget. Like a big budget. Yeah, they used they had some music. 
that you usually don't hear in a Hallmark movie. Some Whenever really, we do, we're surprised. Some really cool camera work. Um, just, I mean, it was on the screen, and they, they were kind of flaunting it out of the gate because it's set at this really high-end resort. So you see all these, like, there's, like, a, a Lamborghini and, and all these like, really expensive cars pulling up. And there was snow, like real snow. And a lot of it, it yeah. Like it. Yeah, it looked like it was actually snowing. <laughs> They're all, screw you, Hallmark. We got money. We're going to take your format and out-Hallmark you. They had Jack Wagner, who played Frisco mm-hmm. Jones of the Soap yes! Opera General Hospital, mm-hmm. and who had that song, All I Need Is Just a Little More Time. I remember when that song was a hit. Yeah. You know what kept well, that song for never ever making it to number one was Madonna's Like a Virgin. Are you serious? Yeah. That's funny. That's funny. Yes, the character of Frisco two. Jones is missing because he's now undercover for the WSB. Oh. The WB. World Service Bureau. It's like the yeah. FBI, but in Port Charles. Did you see who else produced this movie? Um, a, um wait. Another who- soap person. I wait because I saw wait who I could who I, also like, had a hit single in the eighties who? who also oh, yeah. had a hit single in the eighties yep let me see well Jack Wagner has not been in a lot of movies according to his filmography so this is like only four who who else it was My- Michael Damien produced the movie oh my god Danny Romali oh, yes yeah. I did notice that Michael and Damien I sure I did, actually Michael Damien who this week is going back to Young and the Restless oh he played the love. Wait, he played the love interest of uh, Joe. Jo- <laughs> what was her name? Polnizak. Polnicek. In uh, the facts of life, yeah, Polnicek. But they'll still spell it right. Oh, maybe they do. Maybe I think they do. I just don't know how to read it. Yeah, in three episodes. But that's funny that you mentioned that, Jason, because I was wondering if that was Polnicek. Michael Damien. I looked it up. I because I was like, I wonder if it's the same one. And I did some digging, and it is him. Yes, well, yes, Dan- yes. Danny Romilotti is back in Genoa huh. City for the holidays. Yeah, wow. this song called Rock On. I don't yeah. remember that. It was yeah. a remake uh, of a 60s song. It was a top 10 hit. Okay. Uh, so I remember when I first when I first moved to L.A., <gasps> I worked at Brookstone in the Beverly Center. And Michael Damien was the first celebrity I saw when I moved oh. to L.A. Did you sell him a massage chair? No, because he sat in the massage chair and was like, it hurts my back. But he was very nice, though. He's very nice. <laughs> what did you do? You you worked, because I, I got distracted because I just saw that uh, Michael Damien's father-in-law was uh, James Best, who played Roscoe in the, the Dukes of Hazard. Are you serious? I, Roscoe P. I went on a, a distracting, this, I went on a distracting rabbit hole of my own. His, his father-in-law was Roscoe P. Coltrane? Yeah, yeah. But, but what so, were you talking about? So I, I, I know our audience already heard you say. <laughs> when I first, so sorry, audience. Well, you're used to us by now. It's but okay. I was saying, when I first moved to L.A., my very first job was I got a job at Brookstone in the Beverly Center, which at oh, okay. the time, the Beverly Center was the shit. The Beverly Center yeah. was like the center of everything. So uh, Michael Damien was like a customer, and so he tried out one of the massaging chairs, but he said it, he hurt his back. It hurt oh, okay. his back. But he's very nice, though. Okay. I promise and, I'll pay attention. I will not get distracted. And then, after that, I helped Robin Givens oh. and, very, and her very, very handsome boyfriend, like who Tyson? turned out to be an unknown Brad Pitt. Oh, really? wow. 
Was this I back when Brad thinking, was in the uh, the El Pollo Loco commercial? Was, was that before? Was he was he in an El Pollo Loco commercial? It was some. I think it was El Pollo Loco. I think he was dressed in a chicken costume. I think he was on the street doing that. That's that's a story I heard. Oh, maybe it was that then. Yeah, I don't think he was actually in a commercial. But well, I that's interesting. Thinking, I remember thinking this guy is hot. So how did, how do you remember? How do you remember that if you didn't if you didn't know uh, who he was at the time? If you see Brad Pitt in person, you will remember Brad Pitt. Really? Because I've heard Brad Pitt like before he was famous. He really he kind of made the rounds around around Hollywood. You know what I mean? And, and he was he was date, like Robin Gibbons was the celebrity at the time, not him. Well, remember he was paired up with um, Juliette Lewis, and Juliette Lewis was like uh, coming off of Cape Fear, I guess. And so she mm-hmm. was, she was the star. He was like the plus one at the time. And he's like, look at me now. Mm-hmm. Take a look at me now. All I, that's what, when I looked up all I need, yeah. like these are the songs that show up. Um, it's uh, into the night. That's that shows up. Uh, too Young. That's another song by Jack Wagner. Forever by Kenny Loggins. <laughs> oh, the greatest American hero theme. These are like the other Believe it or not, Missing I'm You by John Waite. These, 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 these all like live in the world of all I need. Yeah, they absolutely do. But anyway, the movie we're talking about is <laughs> Falling for Christmas, starring Miss Lindsay, Lindsay Lohan. Lohan. Yeah. And Cordover Street, who you might remember from Glee, and he's on the yes. show Acapulco on Apple uh, TV Plus. Yes, hmm. and, and Jack Wagner, and Jack Wagner, oh. yes, and 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 Lindy. <laughs> I and you know I I have opinions. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I love a comeback. I have I have opinions, you know. Uh, you know, which is first of all, it's like, oh, Lindsay. Lindsay looks like she's like my age. I figured. I thought she kind of was. She's how old is she? Because she she almost looks. She doesn't look much younger than Jack Wagner. I think right. she's probably about forty. Forty. Well, well. So, listeners, I am fifty six, <laughs> and she Are looks you? like my contemporary. It was forty. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg. I don't know who's that old. I've lost track of time. He's like, he's almost 40. So I'm Googling her now. How old is Lindsay Lohan? Uh, Okay. Guess how old she is. Maybe she's like 36. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I did guess that. So she's going to hate all of that. (laughs) Well, she's, she's, she's lived life. I mean, it's, it's amazing how many, um, of the cast members from Mean Girls are all being associated with these kinds of movies now. Because you've got, of course, Lacey. Right. You've got Jonathan Bennett, who's right. like Hallmark's uh, like new gay superstar. And you've right. got Lindsay now doing this kind of movie. Right. Because she signed a multi-picture deal with Netflix for these. So we're going to be seeing Lindsay holiday movies every year. But By the way, Jason, yeah. did, you ever th- did you ever think you'd see the day when you would say... Uh, Hallmark's gay star. <laughs> well, what's what's amazing about it is they have two very prominent male stars on that network who are openly gay. Because you've got him and you've got um, uh, Luke McFarlane. 
Right. Even though Luke's and always straight okay, in the so Hallmark movies, reading, he's still openly gay. I was reading about the upcoming movies, and there's a movie that I want to see. And remember the movie with Fran Drescher last year where she's trying to set her son up? Yeah. Yeah. So there's one like that on Hallmark this year, but it's I, it's Jonathan Bennett mm-hmm. and Kathy Najimy is the mom. Oh, we should watch that one. Yeah, so it's going to be watch good. That. Yeah. Oh, from uh, Sister Act? Yep. Yeah. And yeah. Hocus Pocus. Yeah. And and, and uh, Jonathan Bennett, he's that guy from the uh, Fringe Festivals, right? He's the one who worked with you on a show? John. <laughs> Is that right? Not Australian Tending. John Bennett. Oh, it's a different John Bennett. Okay. Don't That's worry, audience. I don't get the reference either. But right. I once met Kathy Najimy at a party, too. It was like back in the 90s, mm-hmm. and so I knew this guy who was a psychic, and he ha- used to have these parties all the time, and I met Kathy Najimy with her husband, who was very cute with red hair, and that is where I met the one, the only, Miss Eve Jan Brady Plum. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Eve Plum. Yeah. I've talked before about how I, uh, how I have uh, respect for Eve Plum. I like her work ethic. Well, because she's like, out of all of them, she's like, I, she's like, screw this, I'm an actress, and did actress. She carved out her own niche. Yeah. That's yeah. right. She was. In, I'm going to get you, sucker. Back in 1988, but she, yeah, yeah, she she acts, man. She's in stuff. She's like, I was it's not just. Dawn, yeah. Dawn, portrait of a teenage runaway, where she was Emmy nominated. But, but anyway, she's mainstream. What do you call it? Yeah, she's like, what's, what's the phrase? Mainstream adjacent? You know, there's like Grease Live or whatever, and it's like a mainstream right. thing, and she's just kind of in there playing a little role. She and then, showed up to audition. She said, I'm in. Right. And then, you know, Hallmark Hallmark has kind of been in the news lately because a former Hallmark star, Cameron. you know, is getting, is getting the shit kicked out of her, and she deserves it. Candace Cameron Bure, mm-hmm. traditional marriage. Ha. I'm not even angry about it because we know that she's ultra Christian. We like, that's part of the reason why she jumped ship. So it's like, if she wants to say that, that's fine. We already knew that about her. She's not revealing herself to be a more hateful person than she was yesterday. I'm, I'm enjoying the dragging that she's getting from other actors. Oh, for sure. But I, I also feel like the more the conversation lingers on about it, the more it actually brings attention to her movies and like people might watch them. Whereas if this hadn't been a big uproar, nobody would be talking about this. Right. Nobody would care about her movies. Yeah. It's so basically it was this like little sub channel called great American country. And they rebranded as a a GAC family and the old uh, head of Hallmark who got ousted is now running it and basically bringing over old talent and trying to make it this very like white Christian, you know, like, like what our perception of Hallmark was is what he's actually trying to do here. Right. Right. And, and who's dragging? Oh, I know who's dragging her. I Hillary Burton. her name. Hillary Who? Burton from one tree hill. Yes. She's just dragging the shit. Out of her. Yeah. Well, there's that meme, uh, the straightest Christmas ever. You know, it's like a mock-up poster, and I thought it was a real movie because I didn't take, a, I didn't get a good look at it. 
Yeah, that was I messaged you. Oh, Kurt. <laughs> but I own it. I own what was it, the one you know? thing you asked in the thread and Les just said, oh, Kurt? There was something else that you occurred him for, and it was like a well, really, it was a big, big, big thing in pop culture that we referenced in the in our chat thread, and it yeah, would it would almost there. be like not realizing that Mariah Carey sings a Christmas song. It was like that level of like huge yeah. pop culture moment that you were oblivious to in the moment. I know pop culture stuff. You must have me mistaken with someone else. <laughs> no, but like, I did. Oh wait, here it is. Oh oh. I did know this. I'm scrolling back. I said, Kirk Cameron's sister? And you said, oh, Kirk. <laughs> I knew. I was just pointing it out. I know it's Kirk Cameron's sister. <laughs> but, that, but I was really embarrassed because when I saw that, um, when I saw that, I, I thought that was a real movie, The Straightest Christmas Ever. I was going to try to delete it. I was even going to say, City Less, uh, don't tell Jason about this. I won't want to do it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was really embarrassed. <laughs> it's a picture of like uh, this Cameron woman like ripping up a, a, a gay flag. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah. it's a real movie on Hallmark. <laughs> I was like, I didn't get a good look at it. Right. That's funny. Yeah. Well, anyway, I guess before we get started, do we have any Black China news? Doing a piece of China. 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 I'm talking China. The Black China Report. Here's Kurt Fitzpatrick. Well, this is from the U.S. Sun. This is actually from a couple weeks ago, but we hadn't covered this uh, story yet. It's a Black China's off the hook in battery investigation after being accused of kicking woman in the stomach in a bar brawl. We oh, my God. No, what? Uh, we didn't. Okay, good. So... So anyway, uh, the investigation began just days after the re former reality star, whose real name is Angela White, lost her court battle with ex-Rob Kardashian's family in May of this year. Um, the, the alleged victim, Black China's former friend, Sequoia King, previously claimed the women got into a verbal dispute that turned physical at a bar in Los Angeles. She told media outlets the former E-Star believed she was being recorded by people on their cell phones. I remember some of this. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I, yeah. I don't yeah. think I heard the kicked in the stomach part. Again, it's a Black China story, and it gets more violent every time we tell it. <laughs> yeah, right. This. Okay, so when she, that's what, so, so she was she still to be recorded by people on the cell phones when she allegedly uh, attacked her, which King denied. After months spent looking into the complaint, <laughs> the boy, what time well spent, the LAPD's media relations office told the U.S. Sun, that, by the way, this is taxpayers' money, guys, you live in L.A., uh, the LAPD's media relations office told the U.S. Sun this week, the case is no longer being investigated by detectives. <laughs> King had alleged China, 34, took her cell phone out of her hand and slammed it to the ground during the drunken argument, causing damage to the device. In an interview, <laughs> with, in an interview with Daily Mail, King claimed she told the star, you're being a really nasty person to me right now. And that's, why oh, not, and then wait, then she said, then she said, and that's why you did not win your lawsuit referencing her case with the Kardashians throwing shade. When she heard that, that's even more violent than getting kicked in the stomach. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. When she heard that, she charged towards me. She kicks me right in my stomach. I stumbled back. I got knocked down. King alleged. According to the police report, the alleged incident happened about 5.45 a.m. on Friday, May 6th, on Avila Street in L.A., so you can go visit that uh, actual location. Uh, King told the Mail Online she was left feeling sore after the alleged attack, <laughs> and an x-ray at the local hospital showed she had internal bruising. The U.S. Sun has reached out to China's team and King for comment but did not hear back during their wild night out. King also claimed Rob's ex blocked the entrance to the bathroom at the bar they were drinking and de demanded money from revelers. 
there was a line behind us. She opened up the door and she was like, if you want to use the bathroom, you got to pay 50 bucks. So five bucks. <laughs> I got a lawsuit going on. Give me your cash app. <laughs> I like the idea of like Black China is at this bar and she's showing them the QR code so they can send her money on Venmo. Right. That's not her establishment. She has to rent the. She should rent the floor and then charge people to go to the bathroom. Wait. Hey, in Europe they do that. Wait. You have to pay money to go to the bathroom. That's I, true. I just poked a giant hole in some uh, one of the reports that we've heard about Black China. Either this part about the her t- saying I have my cash app is untrue, or the account where she doesn't have a bank account is untrue. Oh. One of those two is is definitely untrue. Oh, well, because so you need a bank account to have a Venmo. Right. Mm. Well, remember, she said that in court, though, that she didn't have a bank account. Right. She was under oath. So, first of all, I'm sure this woman said more than you're not being very nice. Yeah. Well, she said that's why you didn't win your lawsuit. See? That's, that's see? under oath. Well, see, you don't, you don't say something like that unless I don't condone fighting. But those are fighting words. Yeah, you don't, you don't mess around with Black China. Especially, exactly. It's like, do you know who you're talking to? You're talking to Black China. She allegedly beat someone with a, a rod or a or a metal stick or a metal pole. or Some kind know. of pole, yeah. Whatever so, it was, it hurt. Th- that's funny. Well, it's, okay. Well, okay, it is funny. But not funny, but funny. Well... Well, when you actually really sit and think about the actual violence, it's not funny. But just in concept, it's funny. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I'm still laughing at the fact that the lady's like, you know, you're not being very nice. And it's like, you didn't say that. (laughs) I just picture a really heated argument. One of the people just going, you're really mean to me. (laughs) <laughs> that's why you didn't win your case pow the stomach Damn. doesn't take criticism well don't bring up that case I have, I know, um, and, the, and the story about the bathroom just makes me love black tiny even more charging people in the bathroom. that's a fun one I have another celebrity I have another celebrity net worth that stopped Ooh. me okay, you want this one yes alright see how you do with this alright What's the net worth? Hey, you're not, you're not allowed to look this up, Jason. He's, he's no, I, I was taking notes from the last thing we just talked <laughs> okay. about. Okay, don't cheat. All right, so what about Sean Lennon and Julian Lennon? Oh, I'd say over 60 Well, million. there's separate numbers now. Which, which... Oh. Sean versus yeah. Julian. I bet you yeah. Sean has considerably more because he probably yes. inherited part of his dad's estate. Yes. Uh, or probably a larger share than Julian because Ju- Julian was more grown up. Uh, I'm going to say Sean is probably worth about $70 million, and Julian is probably worth about three. Yes, and I, and I agree. I agree with Jason because I think at some point Julian and John Lennon were pretty – they were kind of estranged, yeah, right? I think so. So – I will say Sean Lennon is worth one hundred million, and Julian, yes, is around three million. Hmm, interesting. Well, I would have. Well, I'll tell you right now, you're, you guys are way off. Okay. Um, oh. And uh, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that 
at least Jason wasn't aware because there was a lawsuit. There was a lawsuit going on for a while involving Julian because he was kind of he was kind of stiffed, but he had to sue to get some of the estate. Well, anyway, here it is: Sean Lennon, two hundred million. Julian is fifty million. Wow! Oh, good for Julian. Sean has a lot more money than Julian does. Well, a lot more. Because Sean and Yoko, they inherited. I I believe that's what the story. There is a story about this. Where what's going on? Oh, I'm just saying it went way over both of your heads that uh, Sean got a lot more money. (laughs) A lot is Julian's like big hit song. (laughs) It's called a lot. I thought it was a. And it's much too late. I think the album was yeah, Well, they both, the, 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 the lot was the first single, and Much Too Late for Goodbye was the second one, but Valat was a bigger song. Wow. Okay, yeah, that was, yeah, I didn't get it, but uh, <laughs> I was surprised right. that uh, Julian has so much money, and the thing was, he was in the in the news recently because he ran into Paul McCartney in an, like an airport lounge, and I thought, that's good that Julian can afford to be in an <laughs> exclusive airport lounge. How much is is he worth, so? 50 million. That's funny. Well, hey, 50, like, good for him. He should have some cash. Yeah, I believe a lot of the money was left to Yoko and Sean. I don't know how much Yoko is worth. Should I look that up? Yes. All right, let's take a look. All right. I remember once at Rage, back in the day, Yoko Ono was at Rage Woo! in the DJ booth. Woo, what do you hear what Yoko is worth? Hey, Yoko, if you're out there, I'm single. I'm going to say four, 400. Okay, what were you saying, Les? Five hundred million. Seven hundred. Just okay. seven hundred million. Yeah, because yeah, those, those Beatles got a ton of money when they sold their catalog, and they make uh, they signed some sort of blockbuster deal uh, when they signed away the streaming rights. So yeah, that makes sense. I take it back. I'm not uh, Yoko. I'm not available. I'm afraid if I get involved with Yoko, <laughs> she might break up this podcast group. So, <laughs> well, right. <laughs> Kapow! Right. What happened to the podcast? Yoko showed up. <laughs> Yoko broke up our podcast group. <laughs> Yoko did it. Um, you, Yoko Odo should do a reality show <laughs> and where she's Yoko Odo should host a reality show where she just goes and like splits people up, like splits up companies, splits up couples, like. It could be called like breaking up with Yoko Odo, and she's the one that facilitates the breakup. I would watch that. That's awesome. I'm gonna go pitch totally it to Fremantle now. No, but what she should be doing is getting people back together, like you know, reverse. You know, she should she should don't build up Tom and Jerry comment. this. Don't make this like the later seasons of Tom and Jerry where they all were nice and getting along, and there was no right. more of them beating the crap out of each other, which was funny. You can't have Yoko right. bringing people together. That's what the Beatles should have done. They have a together. song called Come Together. She's got to get Fleetwood Mac back together. Got to get Bert and Lonnie back together. Um, <laughs> Bert and Lonnie. Um, I, I don't think it's possible to get Bert and Lonnie back together. We, want, we need miracles. I like a goat. Like, what's she like, Ghostbusters? Getting Bert and Lonnie back together. <laughs> Let's get her on the podcast. What are the chances you come on this? We have to tell her it's something else, though. We got to fool her. Tell her this is no. I uh, think we straight up tell her what it is because I think yeah. maybe just like the sense of playfulness would be like, yeah, it's more fun to go on a podcast nobody's ever heard of than it is to go like on one that everyone knows. And then it. we could sweeten the pot. But we could say, Yoko, you can sing one of your songs. Oh yeah. 
Because you know, like her songs, it's always like her screaming. Yeah. <laughs> this is this episode. That's where she, you know, she's there, not going to. There's uh, a great story. I'm, I'm gonna, from I'm contact her. There's a great story from the early days of SNL where they did a bit on, it was like season one or two of SNL and they did a bit where it was like, I think maybe Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi like pleading to the camera that like, hey, uh, you know, we want to get the Beatles back together here on Saturday Night Live. So we will present them this check for $700 if they read. <laughs> and apparently like John and uh, and uh, Paul happened to be in New York together at the time. And like, we're seriously considering going down to the studio and accepting the check. That would have been fun. Yeah. That would have been like iconic. Yeah. But it did Legendary. not happen. Legendary. But I could see Yoko being like, I am going to go on that podcast. Well, Yoko, you are welcome anytime, Yoko Ono. And she Strange will insist on a Lifetime movie. Right. Oh, of yeah. Of course. She could watch the movie with us and, you know. You know, she would probably like whatever she wants. Wanna, she'd want to watch a wrong movie. I Yoko? want I want to live in a world where we we find out that Yoko Ono is a Vivica A Fox super fan. Right? She might be. I would love that. Yeah. What's Yoko up to? I want Yoko, to know what she's up to. Yoko Ono, you are welcome on this podcast at any time. Anytime. We'll work around your schedule and everything. And we know she didn't break up the Beatles, so it wasn't her fault. And no. you know. Well, Yoko, you can come on here and you can give us your side of the story. Yeah, she has to get her side of the story up. Gosh, she's you know? had an interesting life. It's yeah, avant-garde. Yeah, no, it's I'm I'm all for this. I, I'll contact her. There are ways of I, there are ways of contacting people. Okay. Well, <laughs> we know where she lives. Where? I believe she still lives in Dakota, where. Isn't, John Lennon was shot. Isn't that that TV show Only Murders in the Building based on the Dakota? I think it kind of is, yeah. But I know that I know that the building they're in in that show is f- fictional. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a real building, obviously, but it's the I, f- I forget what they call it on the show, but it's not the real. I know it. it, it I don't think it's the Dakota either that, that they're actually in. Anyway. Well, what's common knowledge where she lives? I mean, that's right. where she's lived for a hundred years. Well, Yoko, any, any time. Yeah. So now our, and, our, our, our list of people that are must gets for our show include black China, uh, uh Vivica Fox, dream. uh, Jack yeah. and now Yoko Ono and yeah, Eric, and, Eric Roberts. And that woman who played that bit part in the Jack Kay pilot who went on for who went on to be in adult movies we were also yes. interested in having her on the show yes we should do so a if we can spin-off her. podcast with the park ranger oh yeah find her yeah sorry yoko oh no we got the park ranger for this week and next week is the woman who played had a bit part on the jack hay show but don't worry in a couple weeks we'll get you on that's not possible this trail's been closed for eight years it's extremely dangerous imagine 90 yeah. minutes of in-depth talk with her Let's Could do a mix of that. Let's like take take those words and put them to one of like Yoko's songs. I can do like a mashup, <laughs> <What? laughs> right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's do it. Oh man. Well, shall we? Start? Well, I guess we have a, 
We have a show to do. You you sound defeated, yeah. Les. I'm taking it you didn't like this movie. Actually, this movie was like a roller coaster ride for me. Same. <laughs> I got emotional. I did too. Did you really? I did. And the thing is, as soon as I start, I realize oh, I gotta be. I have to be transparent. I have to. I have to tell the guys about this. I cried. So, which kind of it kind of ruins my emotional moment. But yeah, there was a, there was an emotional moment that I had. You cried. Oh. Did you cry? Oh. I did. Did you cry? I didn't. Oh, dead inside, less. I was just happy though that I was judging McJudgerson about something, and I turned out to be right. Oh, so can you talk <laughs> about why that is? Oh, shall we? Do you want to start it's talking about it? And yeah. Get into it, well, or shall we just reveal? Should we? Because it's kind of a twist at the end. Oh, that you want to? Okay, got it. Got it. Yeah, that's okay. what his problem is. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll talk about that as we get to that in the movie then. But uh, Falling for Christmas on Netflix. The number one movie in Nef- on Netflix in the world right now. Is it? Yeah, so this is, yeah, like, just this movie alone probably will have a larger audience than most of the movies that we normally talk about. Oh, yes. So we've got a buddy who's in that Dahmer show, and he's been touting it as the number one, that he's in the number one show, and he can't say it anymore. Not anymore. Well, they break up. They split their movies from their shows. This is the number mm-hmm. one movie on Netflix right now. Well, okay. so we see snow, a lot of snow. We see the mountains, and we see fabulousness, and we see Lamborghinis, and we see expensive hotels, and we see rich people, rich people, rich people everywhere. And, and then we see Lindsay, and she is very rich. So unlike our regular Hallmark heroines, she's not b- very busy, but she's very rich, which is kind of like being very busy. And again, just as, as I mentioned in the up top of how you see the money on the screen in this movie, a lot of times with the Hallmark movies and Lifetime 2, when a character is supposed to be super rich, but the movie doesn't have a big budget, it's real obvious that that person isn't actually wearing Louboutin as much as they are Ross Dress for Less. This one, like, you saw it on the screen. Yes. And P.S., in the beginning, like her little, her different little outfits, I loved her outfits. Yeah. A lot of montages well, in this movie, Les. Yes. And I, and they were good ones. They, they were, those, they were, they were good ones. Those products, I believe, were on loan. If you notice the end, the end credits, they, they all got special thanks. Yeah. They were either on loan or they were, oh, they got, you it. know, they were, they were given to them because they knew it was going to be promotion. So, yeah. But I definitely, but I think you know, but like the outfits, like I do like the fact that they were definitely like over the top <clears throat> in a good way. So, so, so we see, we see Lindsay, she's sleeping with you and you know, she's rich because she has a sleep mask on. Mm-hmm. And so she wakes up and then she has a team of employees there to, to meet her every whim. And then you know, the, the, her, her team is like, you know, can I get you breakfast? Can I get you blah, 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 blah. And she was kind of bitchy, but I didn't think she was totally bitchy. What did you guys think? Yeah, I think they were trying to portray her as like, oh, she's got a lot of money, so she's 
kind of oblivious to other people's humanity, but she's not a complete monster either. They wanted to show that, like, she could be bitch if pushed in the right direction, but she's not quite there. Right. She has a heart. Yeah. So, so, so then we see this guy in a limo, and it's Frisco Jones mm-hmm. from General Hospital, Jack Wagner. And he's he's very, you know, he's very rich, too. Oh, and then so then we find out that her father, who was Beauregard Belmont, yep. and the hotel was called the Belmont, um, that we found out that he, he gave her a job in the hotel, but she doesn't want to be the job. She doesn't want the job. It's and a her, BS job, though. Pardon? It's a BS job. It's not a real job. Yeah, it's it's the v, it's a vice president of atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just they said that he's a big hotel magnate, so they're trying to paint it like uh, she's almost a Paris Hilton. Right, right. And so she, but she's like, you know what? I don't want this BS title. I want to make my own mark. I want to, you know, I want to do my own thing. And so. Then her boyfriend shows up, Tad, and her boyfriend, okay, my first thought when Tad showed up was, he's gay. <laughs> I didn't think that until a little bit later, a little into the movie. Yeah, and, and there is a, a, a kind, especially in comedy, a, a character that's playing kind of high class, or at least coming from money, that there is a fine line in the prissiness of that versus the prissiness uh, that comes with being a gay man often. And so, uh, uh, like, I didn't think that throughout the movie, no. Yeah, I know what you mean. That's a different kind of character. Like, just because the guy's got his hair in the right place and wearing a certain outfit, he's more of, like, a rich sort of, you know, privileged guy. Well, his job, so my thinking of this, though, too, was his job was that he was an influencer. Yeah. And so my thought was, he's gay, and he's but he's dating her for hits. Well, he also could be rich. Like, well, do influencers actually make money? Like, yeah, I guess. Oh, I think we've talked about this. Yeah, yeah. Got, if you if you product, actually product. are good at it and have a actual following, yes. I, I mean, I think it's a finite sort of a thing. Like, you definitely have your like as an influencer. I think you definitely have like your fifteen minutes, and then. I just figured he was rich and that's kind of like his job, but his job doesn't necessarily have to, he doesn't have to make a living per se. Yeah. We didn't really find out like if he had gotten his money because he was an influencer or if it was family money. Right. We we, we didn't find out how he could afford that lifestyle. So, 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 so then we see, we, we, so we, then we see this other guy who's skiing and we could tell that he's our hero of the movie and he actually has a meeting with Jack Wagner, Mr. Belmont, because he has a ski lodge that he wants Mr. Belmont to buy. Well, they didn't have, he basically runs into him on, on the, the mountain while they're both in skis and approaches Jack Wagner and he's like, hey, can I have a meeting? And Jack Wagner basically says, beat me down the mountain and we'll see. 
And so right. then there's like a ski race montage. Right. Yeah. It was like and a then, Roger Moore uh, <laughs> for was, your eyes only. It really was. Remind me of that. And then that, that right, he gets to the bottom and he's like, you know, Jack, I'd like you to invest in my lodge. And Jack actually likes, like he likes him. He doesn't dislike the guy. Like he's actually going to give him a shot. Sort of. And so then we see, so then Lindsay, otherwise Lindsay, but her name was Sierra. What was the, she was wearing this outfit and what was the name of the designer? Do you remember? I don't remember. I I don't know any designers. She was wearing this fabulous jumpsuit. And it was by this designer that she kept on saying the designer's name. Sergio Valente. And and so then our hero bumps into Lindsay and spills coffee all over her boyfriend. I mean, all over her outfit. Yeah. yeah. And her yeah. boyfriend, hot, and hot I wrote cocoa. here, pardon? It was hot cocoa, and he, mm-hmm. he, he, like, a little cream got on her. That was basically it. But it was like a couture mm-hmm. outfit. And so, oh, I guess it's a problem, yeah. So the boyfriend, Tad, freaked out more than she did. And I wrote, this guy is kind of suspect, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. So then later, you know, so then um, Lindsay and Tad are going to have dinner with Jack Wagner. Then we cut to our hero named Jake. We his name is Jake. And, and then, of course, we find out that Jake has a little daughter. And then they start talking, and we find out that Jake also has a dead wife. I see dead people. And so the daughter was, you know, the hallmark little girl, precocious. Mm-hmm. And she was uh, basically being raised by Jake and, her, and his mother-in-law, her grandmother. So then we find out that the lodge is in trouble. And they and the little girl says they need a Christmas miracle. And then we cut to the office and he has a Christmas ornament in a drawer. And we all know who that belongs to. The dead white. Yeah. 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 It's a big doll. And he shoves it in a drawer. Yeah. And, and so. um so they're, you know, they're talking, da 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 da. And then we cut to we cut to Lindsay talking to her dad, and her dad's like, "Okay, you need to basically, you know, you, you need to decide about this job. I want you doing something, and I'm going out of town, but I will be back on Christmas Eve." Well, we also find out that Lindsay's mom is dead. I see dead right. people. It was double dead, yeah. double dead people. And there's this like snow globe that they're sort of talking about dead mom that they bond right. over, which will come in handy later in the movie. So basically yes. they're like, we want to all, we're going to out Hallmark Hallmark. So we're going to have not one dead mother. We're going to have two. I see dead people. Just to make sure. Mothers really get thrown under the bus in this movie. Yeah. Right. Possibly literally. Literally. There's a great, yeah, they, we, we don't, don't know, know how they died. That may have been how they died. <laughs> Grandmothers is, you know, she's held in high esteem, but mothers, no. We also so, don't ever find out where Jake's dad was. I mean, uh, yeah, J- Jake's parents at all. There's no mention of them. Not at all. No. So, so then we cut to Lindsay 
And like I said, I loved her little outfits in this movie because she had she was like looking at outfits again. That's basically all she did was like she looked at outfits. And so her so Tad, her boyfriend, who's the influencer, wanted to go and have like a Christmas photo shoot with her. And he rolls up to the hotel and literally is like gunning to run over the workers there. Then oh, there, yeah, there's a moment good. where he like runs over one of the guy's toes. And I had a problem with this because right. I think it, if it were a Hallmark movie, they try and make the bad guy not so bad that they're just a monster. Like this guy was a monster and a dumb one. And you wonder right. why was Lindsay, even the monstrous version of her character, why was she with him? Because he was such an asshole. And well, then remember he was an asshole to her too. Yeah. And, and you just wonder like what, I, I feel like this is a case of the, you don't have quite the constraints of making a Hallmark movie. So we can make these characters a little rougher, but I think they overdid it with this character. Right. Cause, and then, you know, they're driving to their the photo shoot. And she's singing Jingle Bell Rock, which is her fav- which is her favorite song, her favorite Christmas song. And he's telling yeah, her that she's that. picked that. Yeah, where she's like, this is my favorite song. Is that that song that I said I didn't like, like a, a couple episodes back? Jingle Bell Rock? Like a, yeah. Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell. I was telling it to somebody. You don't like this Jingle Bell Rock? This is the only podcast I'm on. No, what was it I didn't like about that song? I think I think it because I got shamed in a Cub Scout meeting because I didn't, I never heard the song before. Oh, you uh, did bring said, that oh, up on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they yes. said, oh, Kurt. Because I didn't know what <laughs> Rock We was. needed to start yeah. a merch store and have shirts that just say, oh, Kurt. I know we should, actually. <laughs> oh, Kurt. Get your oh, Kurt merch oh, now before the holidays. Oh. What a piece so, of that. So, well, then they start playing the Air Supply song. <laughs> I'm yeah. all out of love. So <laughs> lost without you. And she gets sad, so you can tell that she doesn't love this guy. Because she gets really sad. And then we cut to Jake, and he's, like, in his janky ski lodge, and he's going to give this couple a tour on a sleigh on this janky sleigh. That was, like, falling apart. Like, the guy in the couple was, like, something just fell off of the sleigh. (gasps) Meanwhile, we then cut back to Tad and, and Lindsay, and they're driving on a snowmobile. I wrote that they we see a harrowing snowmobile ride montage. Right. Yeah. The, then we cut back to a Christmas market where the grandma and the little girl, Abby, are in the Christmas market. And they're talking to this old man who is a, he's a Santa Claus and, we, and he, we think he really is Santa. And he's kind of eyeing up the grandmother. Did you recognize him, Les? We met him. Who? We met him at the, the event we went to for Meredith. We talked oh, to him. Oh my god! That's he told right. us he was going to be in this. Oh my god! That's right. Yeah, we met Santa. That's oh, right. wow. Okay, so yeah, this is the movie he was talking about. Because not much. I, I thought something more substantial was going to happen with his character, but I, I like the way that he was eyeing up the grandmother he was like looking at her, checking her out. I don't think he was checking out grandma. <laughs> Although the, the when uh, when Abby puts her like wishing ornament on the tree, 
he does this thing to basically like signal to the audience watching this movie, oh, I'm granting her wish right now in this moment. So he like tapped the side of his prosthetic nose and yeah. it was either like he was making her wish come true or he's telling uh, one of the PAs that I want some cocaine right now. Right. And, that, and that's so funny because now that I realize who it is, they did they did a good job because the guy I didn't he was I didn't think he was that old, but he definitely he looked like the you know a guy that you would call upon to play Santa. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So they're they're in. So so uh, Lizzie Sierra, Lindsay, yeah. and Tad are on top of the mountain, and he you know there was a. Danger sign too. They drove by this a sign. As soon as they drove by it, the snow fell off, and it said, "You know, danger! Don't be in this area." Whatever. Yeah. So we knew trouble awaited them. But they were rich, so they were like, "Rules don't apply to us." They didn't see it. So, so then he gives her her wedding ring, and he's a fuck up because the wedding ring was way too big. And way so too big, meaning like, like it it was sized wrong. Not even if the rock was big, though it was. Right. Yeah, it was sized wrong. And she was like, it's too big. And so he should have gone. I guess it would have been weird. Like he would have he could have snuck one of her rings out. And, um, you know, brought that. Then he'd have a size. But then she would have caught him, maybe. Right. I so got the- caught one time. I was going to buy this woman like some lingerie so she and she came in she saw me looking looking her panties <laughs> to see what the size is <laughs> and she's like what what are you what are you doing and so i <laughs> you're supposed to wait until she leaves the house to do that okay kurt, <laughs> <laughs> you are... <laughs> it's, it's like it just now occurred so, to you kurt like huh i hadn't thought of that <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kurt, I don't know why I bother. She goes to buy groceries, and that's when you go and look at the underwear. Why do I bother? I provide this transparency, and this is like <laughs> So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> they're they're on the top of the mount, the snowy mountain, <laughs> and Lindsay trips. <laughs> and falls over and Tad falls over too. How'd she live? She looked like she was falling too. <laughs> she yeah. was falling. If, like, <laughs> it's not only did she live, didn't have a scrape on her, like didn't have like uh, any kind of crutches or anything, which is weird because I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but I'm not ruining anything. When she's in the hospital after this, they mentioned that they had to cut off her ski outfit. Right. So, and, like, if it was so bad that they had to cut you out of your clothes? Right. Well, they probably wanted not, to see what size she was. They could buy her some lingerie. <laughs> right. Like, like not, not one broken bone. And she hit her head on a tree. Well, that's how she got amnesia. It wasn't falling from, like, like seven stories off the Alps. <laughs> it was then she's rolling down the hill, which looked like it. It looked like that was manageable. Like she wasn't, she wasn't sliding right. down a sheet of ice. I think she could have stopped herself. But then she, but she bonks literally... her head, bonks her head on the, a, a tree, and that's when she gets what they call amnesia. But she literally does like roll though. It wasn't like yeah. a delicate. It wasn't a delicate falling. It down. was. It, it, it both delicate. her and Tad's case. They played up. 
the the absurdity of the fall so that you know we could keep this movie light instead of dealing with the reality that like that was a very fucking dangerous thing that just happened right both of them died because then he like got sucked down to the earth i thought he was going down to the depths of hell (laughs) (laughs) and didn't she fall on her face before she hit the tree maybe I i think she did yeah well and also i mean again jumping ahead but uh like not too long after all this goes down and she ends up meeting Jake, they go skiing together. Yeah. Like even though she doesn't have a memory of anything, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's skiing is something to stay away from. And and then, yeah. Cause then when you, cause now you think about it, she didn't have like not a scratch, not, not a nothing, not even a mention of like, oh, I'm kind of sore today because of falling down a mountain, right? Because when rich people fall down a mountain, they don't get a scrape. And and P.S. She fell all the way down the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> the mountains are. She fell all the way down to the bottom. <laughs> so, so so then we see Jake, and he's on the sleigh ride with um, the couple. And so she's so Lindsay was wearing like a hot pink ski suit. Mm-hmm. So he's driving by in the sleigh and he sees like a hot a hot pink blob in the snow. <laughs> That's flattering. So so he goes, he he calls an ambulance <laughs> or the ski patrol or whoever you call. She's in the hospital and we find out she has amnesia, <laughs> which is right up my alley. Yeah. They kind of play they I don't think they wanted to do the research to find out the, the real ins and outs. Maybe it's maybe it's um that's a sensitive topic, amnesia. Because they're like, well, I think somebody mentions amnesia, and they're like, well, if you want to call it that. No. Yeah, I they they kinda. actually said I believe the words were kind of. I I think somebody actually did do their research and was like, this is not actually what happens when you get amnesia. <laughs> so they needed to kind of cover their tracks and say like, it's kind of what you assume amnesia to be. See, I watch a lot of Days of Our Lives, and there's a lot of amnesia on Days of Our Lives. Um, okay. I so like amnesia expert. Before Jake brings her to the hospital, I love the fact that the couple that he was carrying around in the sleigh, A, don't get up to help him with the body, but B, we're both like, is she dead? Right. And it's so dark. They looked kind of grossed out, too. Like, yeah. ew, is she dead? <laughs> <laughs> and the, with the look he's with with the with the woman says is it a dead body the look that jake shoots her was legit hilarious it was kind of like are, are you kidding me here really <laughs> so so yeah so she wakes up in the hospital she can't remember her name um the like the sheriff shows up the nurses are all there and then so so then um she has no so, but but they're like they they're like you they they're like well we kind of want her to go stay somewhere else but you can stay here if you want yeah like like they weren't like oh no 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 you can't leave it literally was like well you know you can go well she can she leave left. whenever she wants but then like she saw the yeah. food and like the food was gross and so the nurse was like. Well, you know, you can go if you want, but, you know, and then she, she's like, but, but you can stay, but then kind of hints and like hints and looks at the food and gives the food a look like this is what you're going to be stuck with if you stay, so you might as well go. Well, then the, the 
doctor, the hospital didn't want her there because she was a pain in the ass already. Right. And, and like, so get out. Like, do you know how much how much money it's going to cost to be in the hospital like overnight? But just like leave. You know, I'll just stick around the hospital. So, so then Jake invites her to come to his house. And so even though she has amnesia, she's still kind of snotty. Um, wait, did, you, did you guys ever see that movie Overboard? I know I the did. plot of it, but I've actually never seen with, it. With Goldie, Goldie Hawn. Hawn. They did a remake of it. Mm-hmm. With Anna oh, Ferris. Where, yeah. where they, like, reversed, they reversed the genders, I think. In it. We don't talk about the remake. No, we only go back to remake. Overboard, <laughs> yeah, where she's, it's Goldie Hawn. She falls off a boat. Yeah, it's it's yeah. She's rich. Falls off the boat. The jokes up with Kurt Russell. Well, you don't need amnesia to hook up with Kurt Russell. <laughs> Just saying, he's still hot. I think. Uh, I mean, my my biggest problem with this movie is the conceit that she is this very rich hotel heiress who's seemingly somewhat famous because she's with this influencer guy. Why does nobody recognize her? Especially, and this is my issue with it, because he spilled coffee on her earlier in the movie. In the same day, in the same day the movie takes place, or that that scene takes place. And And yeah, because it... Because it wasn't like a chance. He's because you know it wasn't like a chance meeting. He spilled cocoa on her, and there was an incident. Yeah, there was like a whole interaction, and then later the day in the day, he finds her unconscious body in hot pink, and somehow doesn't recognize her. Right. Well, if I right. may be the advocate of Satan, um, as far as recognizing, how many people are really going to recognize her? Because she's with an influencer. Like the the little the little girls. Well, no, I I'm not saying that they'll recognize her because she's with an influencer. I'm saying she probably is fairly well known in her own right, the same way like a Paris Hilton is. Right. Mm. Right. She's like a social. She's like a famous socialite, and especially if the guy was an influencer, you know that there was probably. Oh wait, 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 Well, they did say something no, no, no. about Remember they didn't they go like, public with their relationship, but that's right. that doesn't mean that she's not well known. No, but and I do agree. Like she's probably like a Paris Hilton or something. Like you know, you know who she or like a Kardashian even. You'd and know and in was. fact, Jake. It's established right out of the gate that Jake knows who her dad is. Jake recognized him on the slopes and chased him down. How is it that Jake, who totally knows what the dad looks like, hasn't at some point read more about this hotel magnate's family? Right, and like I said earlier too, they had an interaction. They had a conversation. So yeah. he had like met her, yeah, and talked to her that same know? day. Yeah. That is strange. So it's one of those things we have to accept. I guess. I so. guess. Uh, so, or, or so we'll then, never so be able to she, never be able to enjoy the movie. So so she so she goes home with with Jake. Meanwhile, right. Tad wakes up, and he's like in the middle of nowhere as well. And so he starts filming, but then his phone dies. So, so then they go into, so then um, Sierra and Jake go to the ski lodge and we used to have clocks like that. When I, the clocks that they had, we had a clock like that when I was a little kid. I didn't see a clock. Yeah. I didn't know. It was, 
clock either. They were like the you know the German clock. Oh, look, a cuckoo clock. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Except we got one ours, of those here. And so we had one exactly like that, but ours went ding 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 ding. I want that as a ringtone. Mm-hmm. Oh, and so then they they grab her some clothes from the lost and found that were ugly. Oh, I liked her pajamas. Well, the the ones they handed her were ugly. The pajamas she had on them were very cute. So, so then this next part, you can't. I I agree with her on this because she hears like scratching on her window, and she <gasps> opens up the window, and a raccoon's like trying to get into her room, and she's like, "Oh my god, I would have flipped out too." Yeah, she falls back. It was like a Home Alone-style pratfall, and she falls backwards over this recliner, and then, like, she falls so many times after her accident, and the accident is never mentioned. Right. Well, this is like a sequel to Unbreakable? Or or was there a sequel to Unbreakable? Well, this is it. Yes, there was a sequel to Unbreakable, but this is not it. Okay. So then we see, so then we see Tad... And he's running through, the, he's going through the snow, and he finds a shed. I love this. And he finds an old man named Ralph in the shed. Yeah, it's and they one of those, like, ice way. fishing cabins with the, the hole in the ice where you can, like, sit inside but be there fishing. It's one of those. No, that's a place I've never been to. And I guess Ralph lives there full time. No, he doesn't. <laughs> I don't think. Maybe he does. No, 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 because Ralph has to go somewhere. I love, I, I, when I saw that, when I saw Tad and Ralph meet, I thought, I hope there's more to this. Because I really like this relationship between Tad and Ralph. So, In fact, so I that, thought Ralph was kind of like what, what you guys call a bear. I thought maybe, maybe <laughs> Tad is in kind of bears. He kind of was. I, think, I think there were, the, when I saw, I thought they were a viable couple. Well, they hinted at it, kind of. Right, right. And Ralph was a bear. There, there's was. one point, like, uh, uh, jumping ahead a little bit, but where they're like out you know trying to make it into town or whatever and they're sitting there eating and it's this like sweet moment and doesn't and you see that tad is sort of looking up to ralph in a way of like oh he could do all these things that i can't right yeah they he completes him right so so then we see we see Lindsay sleeping and then yeah this was funny because she's sleeping and then she's awakened to the chung, chung, the Netflix noise yeah <laughs> and, and yeah they promoted another Netflix movie which was funny so, so then she meets little Abby the little girl and she's talking to Abby and she asks Abby to help her pick a name and so she, Abby had a little doll named Sarah, so that was the name she picked for herself. And then they talked more about their dead mothers. I see dead people. She tells her, she says, this is, she says something's weird. The little girl says, I do something weird. She says, what is it? She says, I sometimes talk to the picture. And Lohan says, that's not weird, but it is kind of fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> So then this next part... That's the holiday movies on streaming because you just have adults cursing in front of the kids. <laughs> yeah. so, so then they, like, they kind of like order her around. Like He's like, well, why don't you go cook? Well, it was a... No, she volunteered to cook. 
She like he was gonna make her breakfast, and she's like, "No, I know how to make my own breakfast," and then goes and doesn't know how to make it. So why would she insist on that? She's doing terrible. She just throws like the eggs in with the shell. It's <laughs> yeah. like, come on. Oh, so so then back at the hotel, her glam team goes into her room. She's not there. Like and her like her personal assistant and her glam team they go into her room. She's not there, but there was a note um, from Tad saying, well, come away with me. So they just assumed that she was away on a trip. So, so then we see Tad and Ralph, and, yeah, they're, they're, you know, bonding. He oh, he, Ralph let, him, let Tad sleep in. Now they've got, to, they've got to hike for days. How will they pass the time? Right. Oh, and then he tells he tells Tad because uh, Ralph says, "Okay, some fish." Tad says, "An e fish," but he just he, he throws an axe at Tad. And he grabs it. He says he can go catch himself a squirrel. Good. And that's where I wrote, "I love Tad and Ralph." <laughs> and and Tad is kind of like because Tad's very you know very very prissy. but then he kind of starts to mellow out as well. You know, that's the thing. I didn't really like Tad. I'm like, oh, I like this character. As soon as you put him with Ralph, he was softened. Yeah. And it just seemed like, it just seemed like that's when Tad became likable. Yeah, he starts to mellow out. Ralph humanized him. Yeah. Yes. If I ever write my memoir, I'm going to, this, this is going to be a big chapter in it. When <laughs> Tad was humanized. When Tad was humanized. So, so, so <laughs> that would be the name of it. When Tad was humanized. <laughs> So, so, so back at the lodge, I think it should have had dancing. more overt. I think it should have had more overt Netflix promotion in this in this movie. Like they could have been like, a, okay, let, let's watch it. Let's watch the season one of Lily Hammer before we uh, try <laughs> right. to save the inn. <laughs> right. Or they could have had like a Love Is Blind couple show up at the lodge. Let's watch that season of that Yoko Ono's there without Kevin Spacey. Yoko Ono <laughs> would then show up to break that couple up, right? Yeah. <laughs> or you could have like Nick Lachey and Vanessa Lachey from Love Is Blind show up. Oh, so <laughs> so then we find out that they have no money at this lodge, and people are canceling, and they are so broke. They can't even they can't even afford a maid. So what do they do? I'd stay there. It looks nice. Which I think is mean. They make Lindsay the maid. But then they get ma- they make her the maid. But then they get kind of huffy when she doesn't know how to do anything. Yeah, it was there. There was a comical can't figure out how to do chores montage. Yeah, what what can't she do? I wrote this down somewhere. No, she can't do anything. She can't make a bed. She can't, yeah, she can't make a bed. Yeah, I, I would think you could kind of figure that one out. Well, not if you've never made one. Well, this is the the kind of thing that I, I'm talking about with the playing up the comedy because uh, in a unnecessary way. Like, I believe that very, very rich people, even if they've never made a bed, they could probably figure it out in about three seconds. You guys have probably met. Have you, have you ever met someone who was like like super rich? I mean, like rich. Yes. I yes. met well, I, I met a guy by accident one time. I was at a party, 
And this guy was like, uh, I collect books. And I found out he was producing, he was producing a Broadway show. No, he was paying for a Broadway show. I stayed at a rich person's house once and I needed to like, I needed to do like, I spilled something on like a sweater and I was sleeping over there. Mm -hmm. And so he didn't know how to work a washing machine. Yeah, I believe not knowing how to work a washing machine is believable. But there were some things in that montage I'm like, you can figure out how to not get the cleaning brush stuck in the toilet. I don't even understand what was happening there. And I also don't understand how that caused water to shoot out of the toilet the way that it did. Maybe I'm super rich because I didn't understand what was going on. And that water did like kind of – that water, that was a little much because the water – like the toilet basically exploded. Frankly, if the toilet brush caused that damage, that was not – that was not Lindsay Lohan's fault. Right. That is some faulty plumbing. That Um, is trouble. Something like that starts happening. But it was a cute little montage. It was. So, so then um, uh, we see Ralph and Tad, and they're walking through the woods, and they're bonding even more. Love it. He puts Ralph puts we, Ralph puts cross country skis on Tad so that he can um, and Tad. I wrote Tad. Oh, oh, I know Ralph. So so Tad Ralph puts cross country skis on Tad, and Tad says, "Well, what are you going to do?" And Ralph goes, "Oh, don't worry about me. I have really big feet." And Tad is like aroused by the fact that Ralph has yeah. big feet. There's a there's a big penis joke in this movie, basically, right. and Tad loves it. Yeah. He wants to suck on suck on his toes. <laughs> so so then we have mm. the obligatory. Kind of exciting. We have the obligatory bond with the little girl scene. Uh, the little girl is, I guess, she has a tangle in her hair. And Lindsay goes and helps her untangle her hair. And by helping her, she remembered her mom helping her with it. So her memories are starting to come back. And the girl that they used in the Lindsay flashback looked just like young Lindsay Lohan. Yes. Just like her. I just saw the parent trap was just on recently. I love that movie. I didn't really watch it though. I, don't think I just I saw, a little saw bit the of She was a little kid. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so this next part, I think it was mean on their part because she is doing laundry. She starts the she starts the the washing machine and walks away and it starts shaking. But she had never done laundry before. So how can you expect her to know that was an accident. laundry. She accidentally dropped the the jug in there. And then yeah, it started but, going wacky. But, but yeah, but this part I felt bad for her because she did she didn't know. And so yeah. when Jake gets upset about it, and so Sierra Lindsay has to go outside and talk to the horse horse Balthazar. Yeah. Yeah, she talks to a horse. Yeah. yeah. This is weird. People are talking to horses. Pictures, odd, odd communication, and she could ask. Like, if you don't know how the washing machine works, you can ask. Or how does this work? I was gonna say Google, but she didn't have a phone. Okay, but also it was like one of these things where she was doing it, and you could tell that she meant well. Yeah, I agree. Like she, like she was doing it to be nice. Yeah. So oh, so so then she's carrying wood, and then she falls over again. Down some like 
like stone That's stairs. Again, no mention of the fact that she just had a harrowing accident. I'm, right. I'm telling you, this is the sequel to Unbreakable. And, and then she's, um, and then she's getting upset too because she's like, "I've been here for two days and no one has looked for me." And well, that's, she's, what you, that's what you guys said. Yeah. Cause she, and she's like, you know, how come no one's looking for me? So, People so then, yeah. Because, yeah, they thought that she was away. Can we also so talk they, about the the very poor sheriff's department in this town? Because they said they were going to put her picture up on the missing person's website. If you're in an area with nothing but ski resorts around and you find a woman that was found on a ski slope in ski cost like a uniform not uniform a, a ski jacket and stuff wouldn't you reach out to the local lodges and say hey has anyone been reported missing or the news no. yeah i i get the impression this sheriff retired and they just haven't found a replacement for him yet but he's like fuck it i'm retired All right, i'll keep i'll keep showing up to work but i'm retired cuz yeah here in la <laughs> On the local news, like if some there's been missing people before, and they'll put a picture on the local news here in town, yeah, or at least a milk carton or something. But yeah. I mean, like if it's the the mathematical odds that she was staying at a resort in that area are pretty fucking high. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. But you're right though; people do get excited when someone's missing, especially if you're kind of like a rich, like you know, high yeah. high profile person, or it'd be all over the news. Yeah. Oh, so so we find out that Jake used to live in the big city and he had a ski travel business. But he came out to the lodge and loved it and stayed. He inherited it. Yeah. From his from his in-laws. But then he tells he tells Lindsay, you know what though? I might have to sell it. And she's like, No. no. So, so that so then we have like the obligatory like Christmas market scene. They see Santa. Uh, Jake buys Lindsay a snow globe. Also spots a very well. Abby spotted this sleigh, this really nice sleigh. And it was very expensive. Jake's like, yeah, that's not really uh on the list this year. But Santa kind of has a twinkle in his eye. Right. So so then. Um, so when she sees the slow snow globe, she has another memory. So, so her memory is like slowly coming back. And so then we're at the tree lighting ceremony because you know it's 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 a Christmas movie, so you got to have a tree lighting ceremony. And, and they let Abby pull the candy cane. Not a yeah. euphemism. <laughs> Lindsay says at one point she can't sing because they're they're singing. Didn't Lindsay Lohan have an album at one point? Yes, she did. But that that was a callback to earlier in the movie when she was in the car with Tad and he didn't like her singing, he and so he know. kept changing it to Air Supply. Yeah, I'm a lot of love because he was like, "You're a little pitchy." Yeah, so lost without you. Because she said oh, okay. that, and then uh, Jake says to her, "Like, who told you that?" Oh then, yeah getting beaten down and then she tells jake i've never met anyone like you before because if i met someone like you i'd remember i was like oh that was a good line that was a good line yeah. 
And then all of a sudden, they they get to the part of these type movies where she's happy to be there. So she gets up, she makes her bed. She's very she's pancakes. smiling. She's saying good morning to everyone. She made she's pancakes. She's doing laundry. Pancakes. Somebody's playing the guitar. It's a Sierra um, learning how to be a good person montage. A gingerbread house. She learns how to make a gingerbread house. A gingerbread house. I think we've talked about gingerbread house. That's come up before in this episode. That was the, that was the most beautiful gingerbread house I've ever seen. I could. Well, is that a budget? Well, and also we find out later that it's fake. Is it? Yeah, Jake says that later in the movie. I wonder if there's anybody who makes a living flipping gingerbread houses. <laughs> like <laughs> they buy like a <laughs> shitty gingerbread house, they really can fix it up. I guess you. Could. Make some money that way. If they ever make another Shrek movie, they need to have a another gingerbread person be a realtor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I flip gingerbread houses. <laughs> oh, good. And they had a food fight, which I did not like. That's right. You get triggered with food fights, don't you? Well, for who's reasonably doing that? Did they make her clean it up afterwards? Or what? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> hey, the fun's over. You they're just, clean that they're just creating work for her now. <laughs> That's what you're doing. He even taught her how to flip pancakes. Mm-hmm. So, oh, so then they go skiing, and she like loses control on her skis, and then he stops her and saves her, and then they fall into the snow, and then they oh, almost giggle. kiss, but they don't. Yeah, very hallmark. Oh, I just realized right now there, there there was one very hallmarky thing they did not do is they didn't throw snowballs at each other. No, they didn't. Because Lindsay Lohan was probably like, you are not throwing snowballs at me. No, because it's not funny when someone gets smacked in the eye. I'm sure Lindsay Lohan is like, I am the star. You will not throw snowballs at me. I will not have that. Fight is okay. I don't know. She behaved herself. Um. So then... We so then like now she's very popular in the lodge and like the couple who was there when she was saved they're leaving and they're like bye Sarah and then she walks into a room and the grandma's cry is looking through an album and crying <laughs> and she says what the fuck is your problem <laughs> <laughs> oh oh I'm sorry sorry I'm nice now I'm nice now. can I help you. Because this is because she's just yeah she's nice now yeah all right yeah she she gets it together she holds it in so so then they're she's looking at about- a book that she knows is going to make her sad yeah and look at the sad book yes looking at all these pictures and stuff and it's all the memories of the lodge back when the lodge was like popular and 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 cared you know they had guests instead of so, today now. <laughs> That looks like The Shining. So, so she leaves. So, oh, so then they're talking, and then um, Lindsay's like, "Well, can I look at the album?" And she's like, "Sure, just put it away when you're done." And so Grandma leaves, and, and Lindsay looks through the album a bit, and then she goes to put it away. I thought she was gonna get in trouble here because she goes to put so it too. away, and she opens up a drawer and finds the doll. And Jake walks in and sees her looking at the doll. And I thought, uh-oh, she's going to get in trouble for snooping, even though she wasn't snooping. But she didn't get in trouble. He was just like, yeah, that belongs to my dead wife. And and I just can't bring myself to put it on the tree. Yeah. That was actually a really nice scene. And I think it's yeah. one of the reasons why I, I largely like this movie is because they 
they gave their they let the character's depth actually show up on screen. Yeah. Yeah, that was okay. Oh, so so then they go to a toy drive, mm-hmm. and he teaches her how to gift wrap. Which I was like, you know what? I'm actually going to take his tips and try that myself in real life. Oh, it's true. Because Bob, he, I can gift wrap like a mother. I know how to gift wrap, man. Now, now do, did did he give good directions then? I say so. I think so, yeah. Because what was it? You use as little paper as possible, and you only want to have three places Maybe. where you take Yeah, the, basically, if you use, like... Not as little as possible, as much as the least amount that you need for the package that you're wrapping. So, you know, right. if, if you, you know how you kind of overlap the paper at one point, you don't want to have it overlapped by like a whole side of the box length. You want like right. maybe a third. But then how do you figure out? Because my problem is, is I kind of try to measure it out. But then when I cut it, it's either too short or there's too much. Oh, I always, when I put, when I'm putting the item on, on the paper for the, for the left and right sides, which would be like the bottom and the top. I always put uh, the the box or whatever it is upright first, down on the paper and line it up with the edge, and then move it to just a little under halfway, so that I always have like just a little bit more than half the paper when it's folded up. Oh, I'm gonna yeah. try that. Uh, yeah, I measured out like with the box. Yeah, you kind of like move the move the box around, make yeah, sure yeah. you have enough space there. I'm gonna try that. Um, oh, when are we getting our gift, Les? Well, can't wait, can't wait to see how it's wrapped. I know, right? <laughs> Start wrapping that gift. Oh, who was Louise? Oh, she was a woman. She was just uh, some woman was... in town. They never explained who she was to the town. I don't think she okay. seemed to have a hots for um, Jake. I think yeah. Jake could spend some. Spend some time with Louise if he yes. maybe he has, but yeah, no, she she kind of she was kind of in the in the in the, the Christmas um, market and she spoke very highly of Jake. She doesn't know how they would survive without him and all the work he does. Right, and then she was the one that like, she was like, you know, I wish that we could show Jake how much he means to us because he's helped all of us. Like we really like him. Oh, there are things she could do. Right. So so then. Jake and uh, Sarah find themselves under the mistletoe. Hmm. And they almost kiss. But then Sarah says, wait, I have an idea. We could have a fundraiser, Jake, and you can make all of the money that you need to keep the lodge open. And what we can do is we can, because she thought about the book, she goes, we can actually go through and find past who have had a great time here and then jake is like no i don't want donations to be fair jake self cock blocked the kiss because jake started realizing like what if you're with someone not his problem right and that and yeah that's like that's not her fault either she doesn't remember so I think I think it's all it's all fair game but i also think that's gentlemanly of him to be like hey we should probably like wait on uh, well, tr- trying to fall for each other here when I don't know, you don't know what your life is, much less me. Boy, but then, I guess so. Yeah, where are the ethics there? I didn't even consider this. I hope I'm not in this. Well, I don't know. Well, I've been in worse situations. Uh, yeah, what, what are the ethics there? 
Well, because he's is he taking advantage of a woman who's under under duress? But she's not under duress because no, even though not. she didn't have a memory, she wasn't. How do I like? She wasn't. She seems conscious. She she's hurt. conscious. She seemed she's she could she had good decision making skills. Yeah, I think it would have been okay for them to kiss. She, and, and she was just as into him as he was to her. Right. So, so it wasn't like he was coercing her into anything. Yeah. No, I don't think he was doing anything wrong. I think we're just kind of wondering. Well, given that he wasn't doing anything wrong, what's the you know. How big is the moral dilemma? Right. right. We're, we're kind of Monday morning quarterbacking this, yeah. uh, the ethics oh. of this kiss. I, I, think, I think he could do it, and, and, and he'd be okay. Oh, so then you Jake know. goes into this monologue about how he's tired of the, the lodge, and he's tired of struggling, and then he's mean to Sarah. Yeah. You know what he says? Because he was like, well, what do you know? Yeah, what do you, you know about remember? memories? You don't remember your damn name. And I was like, you're a dick. That was mean. Well, that's that the was called for. That's the meanest thing he said. It's not that bad. But she wasn't even being a bitch when he said it. No. But of course, right. he's, he's just saying, hey, look, I don't know what to do in this situation. It's not like there's relationship advice as to how to deal with a person who has amnesia and is kind of into you and you're into them, but who knows what's going on in their real life. You can watch Overboard. We, we, we just mentioned that. Or all the soap operas. Let's watch this. Right. Because there's always amnesia on a soap opera. But I don't opera. think that would give you good advice as to how to act morally in a situation. Well, ethically. a lot of times in soap operas, the person has amnesia and then they get their memory back but now they're in love with two people. Yeah. Oh, the one before the accident and the current one, and they have to yeah, well, decide. You know, I hear all this, and I think this is not my problem. I don't have to worry about this. On soaps, they I call can't. it a love triangle. Well, you can have a love triangle without amnesia. Yeah. True. Well, but this is like a different love, but, but this is like a soap it's opera. Not. It's a different kind of love triangle because it's a love triangle where there's no villain. Like everybody, like there's no bad person. Right. Well, oh, in this one, Tad is, is played a little bit to be the villain. Right. But, but I mean, it's, or, but yeah, that's true. But that, but then, or how do I put it? It's. Everybody involved, like the heroine is actually kind of innocent because she didn't remember anyway. So it's not like she was like a slut or anything. She just didn't remember. Why well, would the slut shame anybody? Well, no, I wouldn't either. Because, no, you know, she. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you do you. God bless. Um, anyway, yeah, a lot of ethics. When we throw ethics into it, it gets so complicated. Right. The or getting a Netflix movie. Yeah, we're reaching the scene where I started to get emotional. What was this? Um, well, let's see. Let's see if we're there yet. Your mom talks to Jake, and he doesn't know. He says, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. She says, it's okay. Says, no, it's not. I don't know what I'm doing. But then uh, he tells the mom, it's time to okay, it's time to leave. Oh, he's going to leave. But then he... he this is the moment where they, they have this heart to heart and, and the, the, the grandma tells him, 
you know, it, it's okay to let go. Basically saying like, look, I That's know you it. love my daughter and you want to honor her memory, but like, it's time for you to move on, dude. Like it, it's time to let her go and you, it's time for you to be happy for yourself. Right. But then, but then the doll was involved also. Well, that's because then the very next scene is Sarah, because she feels so weird about her last interaction with Jake. She tells uh, Alejandra and Abby that she's going to leave and they're, they're getting really sad that she's leaving. Then Jake brings out the angel and says that he didn't want to do it without you, meaning Sarah. Yeah. That's the part that I think uh, it's got me. Oh, was that the part that got you guys? as Yeah. It didn't get me. Yeah. No. That that got but me. And, and the and the scene where he uh, is is pouring his heart out to Sarah, telling her why that angel is so important and why it was hidden away and why he can't bring himself to bring it out. But I like the scene yeah. though. Um, oh, and then he agrees to have a party. So then there's a flyer, a handing out flyers montage. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. we see Ralph domesticated. We see Ralph and Tad, and they're eating beans. I wanted to see at this point. I wrote, "Where is Tad and uh, where is Tad and Ralph?" Is yeah, I, I wrote George for some reason. Uh, yeah, I would say, "Where are they?" And then they show up it's eating beans. beans. And it was the best beans he ever had. The best canned beans is what how it was worded. The best canned because beans he ever. Tad had. was British, and British people know about beans because they eat beans. All oh, yeah? the fucking time. Oh my god! It like bean like in the, in, in the UK they eat beans in the morning for breakfast. You have beans on toast. Good fiber. I, I good. do. I do not. I do not have beans on toast because I don't like beans on toast. And they look at me like I'm crazy, which I am crazy. But they look. They like. What you don't like beans on toast? I'm like no. <laughs> so. And the beans were spicy. His Tad's beans were spicy because he had to stick snow in his mouth. Yeah. That's a good gag. But then Mr. Belmont comes home. Jack Wagner comes home. Frisco. And he's worried because his daughter because Sierra has not been answering her phone. And so he goes into her room with her with her assistant. And he's like, how could you not miss her? She hasn't been here. Her luggage is still here. She never leaves without her luggage. But then the assistant is like, no, but she left this note saying that, you know, so I just thought she went away. Because, you know, she's an adult at this point. So she'd go away. True. But then we cut to the sheriff finding an abandoned truck. Oh, cause yeah, Mr. Belmont's like, I need to find my daughter. And then we catch the sheriff finding an abandoned truck with a no. And he's laughing. Which is Ralph's yeah, truck. Cause I guess Ralph has a reputation. <laughs> yeah, basically, I, I forget exactly how they worded it, but basically they say that, that Ralph's been squatting on public land and he's been like warned about it before. Yeah. <laughs> Can't be squatting on public land. But where does Ralph live? I want to know more about Ralph. Because it is funny because they're like, oh, it's Ralph. And they like roll their eyes and start oh, Silly Ralph. People are stranded in the bitter cold of the mountain. Oh, so, so then <laughs> they're, so they're, so it's the night, it's the like night of the party and Sarah's looking for something to wear 
And the grandmother bought her an outfit. She's like, you know, how did you get her sizes? She must oh, have done. She, was she, she did what I did. Then she went then snooping around for sizes. But she probably did it when uh, Sarah was out of the hotel. Yes. Well, listen. You never know when someone's <laughs> going to come walking in. <laughs> oh, and then your friend got arrested, Ralph. Well, I wouldn't say he's my friend. <laughs> um, Jake's well, friend. Well, yeah, uh, um, Tad's friend. Yeah, Tad's yeah. friend got arrested. And Tad's very, like, upset about it. Yeah, he loves Ralph. Yeah. He likes him. So, so then Tad runs into Mr. Belmont, and they're like, oh, my God, well, where's Sierra? And then the sheriff is like, oh, I know where she is. And then he lets Ralph go. I just think I think Ralph and Tad would be a really good couple that complement each other. You know, Ralph's got kind of this rough, gruff element. And I don't know. It just, just kind of works for me. It's an opposite to track kind of thing. Right. So, yeah, I guess so. They're my favorite couple of the year. So, so then we cut back to the house. Sarah, Sarah comes walking down the stairs in a fabulous dress. Grandma did, grandma did good. She, everything fit. And because grandma got her some shoes, too. Grandmothers know. Yeah. If they still have it together, they know. And then she walks downstairs, and, and Jake is gawking, and the grandmother tells the kid, come help me make appetizers. And she's like, but, but. And she's like, no, come help me, like, gets her out of the room. Jake has to sit down. He's kind of embarrassed. He's got to, like, sit down in a wooden chair. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, know, you know what I'm talking about. I don't like, mean to be woo. crude. I don't mean (laughs) blue humor here. I'm just saying he's got it like he's a little embarrassed in front of the family. He's got to sit down. Are you saying that Jake has a Yule log? (laughs) Yeah. For the fire crotch? He's got a Yule log. Yule log for the fire crotch. (laughs) Thank God you said that. I don't know if me saying that it makes it re- any less offensive, and I apologize no, no, to everyone. It, no, no, what I was saying, it needed a rescue at the end there, and you, you did it. You, oh. you, you threw it in the lifesaver. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so I don't know where I was going. Oh, I, I, I had all set up, so. Oh, so, so, then, <laughs> Jake, so then when Jake's Yule log gets a little extinguished, he then says he <laughs> asks... <laughs> <laughs> Keeps going. <laughs> he asks Sarah to dance, and then they start dancing, and they almost kiss. And at this point, he's thinking no one's going to show up. And then everybody shows, like the entire town, like shows up. They, like, were, the they, they were dental coats. One guy's wearing shorts. They were all <laughs> dressed for a different Christmas party. Like some people yeah. were in ugly sweaters. Some people were in like holiday pajamas. Other people were in formal wear. It was like they all heard there was a Christmas party, but no one bothered to tell them that, oh, the dress code is. Right. Right. Exactly. A problem with the extra. Whoever casted the extras. Yeah, there was a, there was, there was a big so problem Kurt, here. Yeah. So, Kurt, like, you've done extra work. So do you think this was a case of the extras had to bring their own clothes? 
You yeah, have to do that sometimes, right? Almost all the time. It's, well, if, if something is con- temporary, yeah. We always, almost always have to do that. Or they might provide you with something. So they're probably like, bring your yeah. best Christmas. But why the guy wearing shorts? That's weird. It was, yeah, it, it, they're, they're, all there needed to be was a simple line of dialogue that said, we've done so many different fun Christmas celebrations over the years, and this year we want you to come in whichever one was your favorite. Right. Hmm. But I got to tell you, this actually turned out to be a good party. I would have gone to this party. It was, it was fun. It was fun. Well, yeah, because people are all giving out cash left and right. Yeah. Well, we didn't get to that yet. My skip. Yeah. Well, no, we're, oh, we're there now next. because basically, you know, it's he he starts to give a speech, and he's like off, like he feels awkward about having to ask for money, but before he can ask, this one couple walks up and goes, "Hey, you know, you taught my son how to ski, and we never paid you for it." So here you go. And then this other cup, and, and then they're like, oh, and, and he's a little kid when this happened, and he's now a member of the ski patrol, and he was afraid to ski, but you helped him. And <laughs> we, wanted him to be, we wanted him to be a doctor. He's part and of the ski they, patrol. Damn you. Then they give him a check, and then this other couple is like, yeah, when we first got married, we couldn't afford a honeymoon, and you let us stay here, and you gave us, like, the best honeymoon ever. And then they afraid? gave him a check. No, this is interesting too because there's like younger people who say they don't know what it they don't know what a check is. Like, what's a check? What's well, a check? These people had checkbooks left and right. Yeah, everybody at the party gave him a check. Take that, Gen whatever is the newest people, Gen Z. Yeah, and then is that the kids, Gen Z. Yes, and okay. then the 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 Gen- head of the town council is like, okay, and we're gonna we're gonna apply to get this. Have made a national monument. I think I, I think it was a historical designation, not a national monument. I don't think the rest yeah. of the country cares <laughs> about this lodge. Oh, a landmark. Oh, a landmark. <laughs> yeah. A landmark. Should we go to Mount Rushmore this year or that Airbnb? Or that, that inn? <laughs> right. <laughs> that inn where the, the, entire, the entirety of the town cock blocks you when you're about to kiss someone. <laughs> well, Lindsay Lohan is a national treasure. Should we go to Yosemite State Park or the or the Airbnb that was <laughs> announced to be that, that national? Uh, well, I hear uh, that uh, that Airbnb you can have a horrific skiing accident and be back on your feet the next day. Right. <laughs> it's like a miracle place. So so then everyone so then everyone is like, oh Sarah, you're so cool because he thinks Sarah and. Right when Sarah is about to, like, get up and, you know, bask in her glory, Tad and Beauregard show up. Ooh. And he's like, Sierra? And then then they're like, oh, wait, that's your name? And so, but she still doesn't remember Tad, though, in the beginning. And then she remembers her name, but she still doesn't remember Tad. And then... Um, she still remembers Jake, of course... And then Tad's like, well, we're engaged. And Jake looks disappointed. But then she gives, he gives her the ring. And even though she doesn't remember him, she's like, the ring's too big. Again, like before. 
And then, and then she remembers everything. And so then they're all like, well, thank you for saving Sarah. We got to go now. And she's still actually a little confused. Well, I, I did like this. Like, she was very invested in this party happening, and they show up at the party. And I realized, like, she's reunited with her, her father and her fiancé, and she should probably be wanting to, like, go back to her quote-unquote regular life. But she was also having a great time at that party, and she's just like, right. okay, see ya. Right. Going with them yeah. now. And then, I have to go home. And, and the little Abby's like, don't go, don't go. And she's like, I'm sorry, I have to go. You know, this is my family. Yeah. And again, you don't have to. You could have stayed for the party. Right. Yeah. And, and then, the rush? We, then we have a little memory montage. Like, she's remembering everything. Then the next day, she wakes up. And, you know, she's back in her rich lifestyle and she wakes up and like her personal assistant walks in and the, her glam team and they're like, oh, my God. And they're horrified because she made her bed when she woke up. Yeah. And they're like, my God, what is wrong with you? Are you OK? Then they really freak out because then she's flipping pancakes in the kitchen. And they're like, what has happened to you? And. So 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 then, she's doing it. Oh, then it's Christmas. Oh no, then it's Christmas. It's Christmas. Yeah. And the, the and the grandmother got a book. And the little girl, got, I think she got some boots. Yeah. She was very excited about. And it. then the, and the grandmother says, "People were very generous last night. Probably could take yeah. all that money and gave me something else, something else besides a damn book, right? Get me a necklace." Uh, so oh, you think nice. that what Grandma saying that was passive aggressive? Yeah, yeah. Thanking it like, for the book was really book? a way of saying, like, dude, people just handed you these huge checks last night, dick. <laughs> you got a twelve dollar book. <laughs> and then, so so who was so uh, Sarah was in the interview, right? Because I just have the main notes. Yeah, know? so like it's Christmas morning, and and Jake, Abby, and Alejandra they open their gifts, and then uh, Abby turns on the TV, and it's Sarah's press conference. Now that they found her, so again, like they have they're having a press conference because she's somebody of at least a little bit of note that people would have recognized as being. Oh, isn't that yeah. that that hotel heiress? Why right. is she at this lodge? And so the little girl tells Jake, look, you need to go and tell her that you love her. And so she's like, you know, like, she's like, you need to get your ass over there. So he goes and they were going to get on the snowmobile, but the snowmobile didn't work. But then they find the, a brand new sleigh, the sleigh that they looked at earlier in the movie. And it was up and ready to go. How to get there. So they head over there with Balthazar leading the sleigh. Right. Her, yeah. And, they've got a horse. And then, you know, um, uh, Sierra's talking to her dad and her dad's like, you know, I'm proud of you. And she's like, you know, I don't want some bullshit job. I want to do, you know, I want to make my own mark and I want to be an independent woman. And, then we cut back to the lodge, and the lodge is all of a sudden getting all of these phone calls. 
because of the interview. Yeah, in, the next- in the press conference, uh, Sierra made a point of mentioning the lodge and saying it's a great place to stay. And so, like, the phone starts ringing, like, off the hook. And he calls, and the grandma's like, oh, my gosh, we're totally sold out. She's overwhelmed. Yeah. Somebody calls and says, is there a room available? And she's like, oh, oh, hello, is there a room available? Like, she's got to keep it together a little bit. Yeah. So, so then uh, Sarah, so this is the part where I felt vindicated. Because then Sierra breaks up with Tad and is like, you know, I'm not in love with you, breaks up with him. And then she walks away and he's upset for a split second. But then her personal assistant, who is a man, walks up and Tad is like, so what are you doing for New Year's Eve? And raises his eyebrow and I was like, I knew it. I knew it. I see this more as sexual fluidity, which (laughs) seems to exist more and more. I, so this is my problem with this is that the, I have no problem with the character of Tad either being sexually fluid or, um, you know, realizing that he's gay, whatever it is. I've, I wouldn't have had a problem with that if they had made it a bit more of a plot point as opposed to, kind of a joke they 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 are doing it for comedy's sake not for character development's sake and if he's going to be somebody sexually fluid or gay then we need to get him together with ralph because they've established that relationship already Right, like Ralph hmm. came back. That, that, I would have loved that if Ralph came back and he, and like, you know, at the end he gives Ralph like a makeover or something. Yeah. Because it Do was almost feel... like, oh, he's gay. Isn't that funny? Versus like, oh, he's gay and ask, he's yeah. going to end up with this other character. That's why I have a problem with it. It's being played okay. for the joke of, isn't it funny that he's gay? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I, yeah. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. But yeah, and like I didn't, and I didn't even think of the whole Ralph Tad thing until discussing it on this podcast. Yeah, they could have easily found a way to have Ralph end up at that hotel. Maybe because he saved Tad, he was given a free night stay at the Belmont, and he's there, and they've like you know, given him a makeover. Right, and he's cleaned up. Yeah. And he's like, oh, that would guy. Been good. Yeah, because he wasn't. Because Ralph, even though he was grizzled, he was not bad looking. No. So yeah, I I would have liked that. And like there's like a cleaned up Ralph shows up and, and Tad's like, oh hey. <laughs> He's in movies. If you're in movies, TV these days, you gotta be somewhat attractive. We're past the days of Barty Feldman and Ernest Borgnine. But I do love the I do but at the, at the same time, I do love the wink wink nudge nudge, you know. Netflix going, we're going to go one step further. Oh, yeah, you're going to have a gay character. Well, we're going to have a bi character. So I did kind of, in, I, so I see what I, you're saying, Jason. Then, 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 then they'd have a simple line of dialogue. Or it, it could be like a really dropped, like nothing piece of dialogue, just casually mentioning that he's bisexual early in the movie. Right. right. Yeah. Or actually, you know, if, so if we would have had this scene and if it would have been uh, like a cleaned up Ralph that shows up and they could have like had the exact same lines, 
hey, so what are your plans for New Year's Eve? <laughs> yeah. Like maybe he's figuring it out in the moment. Or if he's – like it, it could have been a thing of like when he was posting to social media earlier in the movie, um, mm. you know, when he was like trying to take their relationship and make it official online. You could say like, oh, I, you know, I haven't dated a girl in two years. Like it, it could be right. as simple as that to hint that like he's dated other than girls. Right. Oh, because then women, the next scene, um, cause so they had this limo that they actually used or like this, this van, like a sprinter van that they actually use at the beginning of the movie. And so Jake gets there and he goes up to the sprinter van and the windows are tinted and he's like, I love you. Don't go. Da, 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 da. And then the, the windows come down and it's Tad and Tad's like, oh, um, I already have plans with someone. Happy Christmas. And then the assistant pops his head out and says, yeah, we have plans. Hmm. I thought it was going to be the dad. I thought Jack Wagner was actually in there. Oh. Or should I say Jack Wagner? Jack Wagner. And so then he finds Sierra and... I love you. I love you. Da 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 da. We're in love. The end. Well, I, the, oh, the last two lines of dialogue were actually very good because uh, Jake says, "What a Christmas, guys!" and and uh, Sierra says, "Yeah, it's one I'll never forget." <laughs> I thought that was a good last line. Yeah, of dialogue. at the end of the movie, uh, Jack Wagner walked out with a little girl. They entered together. Was he kidnapping? It's his <laughs> granddaughter now. But they just met. But it's his granddaughter. But it's obvious it's his granddaughter now. Maybe he's trying to make a move on Alejandra. Mm, wow. Actually, because he and Alejandra were around the same age. Yeah. They, they were age they appropriate. Who cares? Age appropriate. Um, and then like did, you, should, did you? Did you? I was gonna say I, I like how they kept showing that swimming pool. There was this. There was this mm-hmm. re- really cool swimming pool, and I, how can I explain it? It was like way up in the. Uh, where the, even though the, it was like in the middle building. of winter in this resort because it's a very very decadent resort it had a glass swimming pool that you could it was like on a walkway so you could you know walk from e- either building to it in the middle and it overlooked the city so these people are like in bathing suits overlooking a city that's everyone's you know bundled up right and, and then did you guys watch the the, uh, the closing credits where they showed like the outtake yeah, I like that yeah. I know it was actually looked fun. It looked like they were having that made me like the movie even more because I was like, oh wow, they had a good time filming this movie. Yeah, man. And I guess okay. I guess they were doing that too to kind of go, see, Lindsay is fun to work with. Yeah. I haven't seen her in I can't remember when I'd seen her last in anything. No, I think this is her comeback movie. I think it is. I think she had done one other before this to sort of test the waters if she could kind of, you know, like not be a mess on set. And she passed that test. So they're like, okay, we're going to actually invest in this one and we're going to um, have a decent script and we're going to promote it. And as a comeback, she's very smart for doing a movie like this. Because sure. it's a movie for the family. And it shows that she's family friendly. She's matured. 
She was she was funny in this. Oh yeah, I mean Lindsay's always been charming. She's always been a great actress. So it's nice to see her, like just doing good work again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she she hadn't been anything in a while. I'm looking at her uh, Wikipedia page here. I don't see another uh, Hallmark movie or something. She it says between 2016 and, and 2018 she opened three beach clubs in Greece. Which yeah, it was focus. a reality show. Yeah, it was the MTV reality television series Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club in 2019. I watched okay. it. Maybe I'm just thinking of the fact that they announced this movie a long time ago. So it's possible oh, they they, in, they announced this one, then announced the others after that. She's right? got another one called Irish Wish that's going to come out next year. Yeah, but but, no, but this is definitely comedy. this is definitely a good move for her. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, because this movie could have gone, it could have because it didn't suck. It could it could have sucked. Yeah, I would yeah, definitely recommend it for people if you like the Hallmark style movies, but you're like, okay, the edges don't need to be sanded off that much. Then watch this. Right. But I am excited. I'm actually excited about the Hallmark movies this year because I re- I didn't know if I sent you guys like the list. Mm-hmm. There was like a list of like the top ones and they actually all sounded pretty good. Oh, the thing you sent us the other day, those are movies that have all come out in previous years less and we've watched like half of them. Or those are like the or, so, or what was it that that was like the top ten or something the then, top right? of all, all time or something yeah well I definitely want to watch the Kathy and Jeannie one okay let's do no, that's that's new and that's good and I'm sure that that's Hallmark's response to the Fran Drescher movie last year which I loved yeah. Kathy and Jimmy I always thought her name was Najimi I was mispronouncing it. Jimmy. Kathy Najimy from Najimy? Hocus Pocus 2. And Veronica's closet. Well, she was in The Fisher King, which I love. I love. I've never seen that movie. I love that movie. She's got like a, a small role in it. But that's that's a great movie. Well, Sister Act 3, I guess they're working on that. Yep. And I think they are. Yeah. I like Whoopi. I still think, you know, Black China needs to be in a Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> Let's work Has she been in any movies? Has she? That's a good question. So. That could be the news. Oh, we're following up with more Black China. Let me take a look. Wait, let, let me know when you're re- you're ready with with any sort of story of her ever doing movies. I'm looking her up. Black China. Okay, because I'm looking too. I don't think so. Well, filmography. Uh. No, I don't think these are movies. Doing a piece of China. 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 I'm talking China. The Black China Report. Here's Kurt Fitzpatrick. Has Black, Black China Ch- been in any movies? No. Yes. Black China's not. Yes, she has. Yes, she <laughs> has. There's a Music movie videos. called Percentage in 2014. It's called Percentage. And I'm that. Oh, yeah, and, no, and I don't see it. Yeah, and I'm looking at it right here. It came out in 2014. Uh, and the movie's about two hustlers from New York City relocate to Miami after a duel goes wrong. They set up a credit card fraud operation and draw the attention of police and the city's top criminals looking for a percentage of the take. And it's starring Ving Rhames, Omar Gooding, Macy Macy Gray, oh. um, Omar uh, Cameron, George Cat. And Black China. 
I think she has a small part in it, though. Yeah, I don't think it is. I see it, too. Yeah, percentage. Yeah. All right, that's her movie. All right. Yeah, she's also in... Oh, wait, there's a movie called Secret Society 2, Never Enough. So apparently she was in that. She played Vicky. Well, she was in a couple movies. Oh, and then she's also in this movie called DGK Parental Advisory. That's a video. I think that's a song. So follow the DG, follow. Oh, follow the DJK team and a group of young skaters as they make their way through one of the most dirty ghetto days imaginable, filled with twists and turns. Oh, I, celebrity cameos and amazing skateboarding. Yeah, I don't think she does much in that. Yeah, I don't. So yeah, this is Lil Wayne, Black China. Percentage looks like a real movie. Yeah, it looks like she has a little role in that. I'm surprised you didn't right. do more. Oh, I'm surprised I don't do more. True. <laughs> <laughs> well, 2023 is going to be a working year. We're going to okay, book good. a lot. Yeah. Okay. So, Les, where yes. can people find you? They can find me um, on my website, uh, com. Or you can find me on Instagram at Kirkendall. And Kirkendall is spelled K-U-R-K-E-N-D-A-A-L. And you know what? I had this other Facebook page that I let go dormant, but I'm going to pick it up again and put all of my performance information on this Facebook page called Kirkendall Barrett Presentations. Jason. Please rate and review us on whatever podcasting platform you listen to us on. Give us five stars or whatever the highest rating is there so more people can find the show. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Big Shot Jason. And I'm working on getting a Mastodon together, but I don't know if I can figure that out. Kurt. You're working on getting what together? A Mastodon. Oh, what's that? Uh, it's, it's like the... Uh, social media platform a lot of people are leaving twitter to go join oh okay. it's very confusing it's very confusing Mast- mastodon yeah well i'm i'm on kurt fitzpatrick.com that's kurt just like kurt russell and just like Lindsay lohan i've got my own comeback happening i'm going to be uh doing my show my one-man show the gesture of all maladies at the rogue festival in fresno california in march i'm doing I'm going to be returning to the movie podcast. We're going to do another Oscar podcast and um, um, that other movie podcast I do. I'm really great at promoting their podcast. Um, but the shelf shedding movie and, show. What's that? The shelf shedding yeah, movie shelf show. Shedding. I'm going to do yeah. that. We're going to do another Oscar one. And then there's another one I'm doing. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll give them more details. And I do. And uh, I'm going to be doing more more uh, murder mystery shows throughout New Jersey. So I got yeah. lots of stuff going on. Oh, and I, for, and I, I, oh, sorry, go ahead, Les. I, no, I was just going to say, I forgot, because the past few episodes, I was not allowed to say anything, and now I am allowed to say something, so I'm actually going to be, my show, The Real Black Swan, Confessions of America's First Black Drag Queen, is going to be at the Orlando Fringe Mini Winter Festival, January 12th through the 15th, and you can go to OrlandoFringe.com to find out more about that. Awesome. And uh, you can find all of us on Instagram and Facebook at Lifetime of Hallmark Podcast. Wow. I am glad that, you know, we can branch out a little bit this year. And, you know, because it 
it seems like all of the outlets are having good Christmas movies. But right now, I'm starving, so I need to go. So I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.